Good morning, take your shoes off goblins. I want to have a name for you guys. I guess maybe I'll just stick with Glassman Boppers. I don't know. It's fun to have a fun little army name that could go along with a podcast. If you guys have any ideas, send me a DM on Instagram or something. Or uh, TYSO bastards, you know, something like that, but better than that. Rhyming doesn't hurt. Anyway, I had a good ass Sunday. Woke up around one, went over to my buddy Brent Morin's place, laid out at the laid out at the pool. I don't know what that means. I sat we sat outside. I don't really understand the laying out thing. My dad loves my dad loves to he doesn't even go in the pool. Every now and then he'll like dip a foot in or jump in for a second. But he loves to lay out at a pool. I don't know what the, what that is. Just lay out if you're not using the pool, you can just lay outside anywhere. But had a Chicken wrap from Whole Foods, a bag of barbecue chips and a water. I brought it over. I had it in my fridge already. I don't know. There's something nice about like, I don't take picnics. I don't really bring lunches anywhere since school. So there's something kind of nice about, I have my own thing here. They're, they're having chips with cheese sauce. I'm not eating any of this disgusting chazerai. So I, it's like having my own stuff. Watched, watched the Sixers-Raptors uh, game. Man, for those of you who aren't sports nuts, you could fast forward about four seconds. That shot Kawhi hit. If you're just catching back with us, that's the end of the basketball talk. This week's guest, Matt Kutchel. What could I say about Matt that hasn't been said before? Or how about this? He's a dinosaur. I don't know. I try to think of something that nobody has ever called him before. And I guess I could edit that out. But I want people to see that, listen, bad jokes happen constantly. Trust me. A lot of people will edit them out. Me, I say... Keep the dinosaur pit, okay? You might find an audience that enjoys some obscure dinosaur comedy, some ODC. I'm not sure how to spell obscure. I'm going to look it up real quick. I have to imagine it's with an O. It's really tough to spell stuff, especially a lot of vowels sound the same. O-B-S. O-B-S-C-U-R-E, yeah. All right, great. So anyway, Matt recently uh, followed me on Instagram his girlfriend, Ariel Vandenberg, shout out to Ariel Vandenberg, S-O-T-A-V, sent him a, a, video, a video that I made that I actually snuck into this, this podcast. I'm not sure if, it's, if I'm going to have the whole audio clip in because there's no video, but on the YouTube version, you could watch it. Yeah, he followed me and we, we started chatting and, and, and we became buddies and I asked him to come on the podcast. We didn't really know each other before this. He is so nice. He came in, he took his shoes off, he sat, he, I asked, uh, before, when, when a guest comes, I often ask if, when I could get them to drink, if they want a coffee or tea, some people would like a cocktail or a, you know what, I, I could say this, some people like to smoke a little weed, <laughs> okay, but uh, nobody ever takes me up on the food, I offer food, he asked for, uh, he asked for uh, uh, some type of a pastry, a muffin, I like when people feel comfortable enough to ask for a bite to eat, I don't know what it is about that, but when somebody, I'll tell you, here's a little story. I remember my, 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 my brother's, one of his best friends, shout out to Matt Zelznick, S-O-T-M-Z. He used to come into the house. We, we, as kids, he lived a few houses down and he would come over and he wouldn't even knock. I always thought that was so cool. You, you would just walk into the place and he would, hey guys. And then he would just go to the kitchen and help himself 
a snack from the fridge. And I thought there's something so cool about that. One, just the confidence of entering a home. And two, the comfort and the safety he felt within our home and our family to do that. So, I mean, that's kind of a microcosm of, of, of how I feel about people saying yes to eating a muffin. But the, I, I think there's something built in me that if you say, hey, hey you mind if I get a, a glass of lemonade and you have anything to eat? I'm thinking, no, I don't have anything to eat, and I'm not sure if I have enough lemonade for both of us, but I love that you asked that. So right off the bat, Matt comes in, takes his shoes off, eating a muffin. We're talking jokes. He uh, is a, a big-time Instagrammer. We get into kind of like the, 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 the social economics of what that's like, and it's kind of this interesting world where he's his own TV network, and he gets his own advertising money, and he puts out content you guys know what social media influences are. This, this, this intro doesn't need to be that long. Plus, we get into it. And as I said on the last podcast, I'm still kind of new to this whole intro game. But I got to tell you something. Me doing it right now, I feel like something clicked. And I think I, I, think I get the intros now. Now, I'm not saying I'm in my prime by any means, my intro prime. But I'm pretty excited for as this podcast continues and as my take your shoes off Fox, continue to follow me along the way, you're going to start to really appreciate this intro game. So without any further ado, I'm going to cut, cut myself off there real quick. I never understood the ado thing. What if there were further ado? When there's further ado, is that just the default? As I've been talking, this has been a ton of ado, and am I now done with the ado? What is ado? What is a ado? Anyway, these are things to think about. Once again, we are also on YouTube, should you choose to watch. My name is Rick Glassman. Unless you're driving, do me a favor. Take off your shoes. Take down your pants. Grab your... All right, never mind. Great. Enjoy. Take your shoes off with Rick Glassman. And I'm Rick Glassman. And take your shoes off, Rick Glassman. Take your shoes off, Rick Glassman. All right, guys, I'm coming. I was just finishing up the intro. I think it went pretty well. I'm ready to have that big poop party where me and all my friends take a bunch of poops together in the same room. All right. Scoot How do I turn this thing off? Blabbity blue. Scoot Oh, yeah. Hey, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Uh, we've met a nice few. Met yeah. We've met a few times. Yep. But uh, it's always been, if I'm not mistaken, I've met you three times, and every time I've come up to you, I've said, "Hey, man, uh, I'm Rick. Funny stuff. Just want to say nice to meet you." Yeah. And then I got out because I'll always linger, and yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm not lingering. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you noticed, by the way. I have two napkins for you. There's a wet one, and Dude. there's a dry one. I so, have to quick shout out. Go ahead. I'm the only other person I know that does the wet and the dry. You do a wet dry? I swear to God. I've never met another and wet when dry. when you had this folded down, I'm like, <laughs> how, did, how the hell did he know this? Yeah, that's great, man. Because I didn't bring it up, I thought maybe you were thinking, why is there a wet napkin Bro, on my well, dry? No, I mean, I'm using it, so great. clearly I like it. I can't see which one you're using. Oh, yeah. I'm using the wet one, great. so I like it. Why and even I'll, have and a dry In my one? mind, I was like, I have to bring this up because... I'm impressed. You're the only other person I've ever met that does the wet and dry thing. Yeah. Because when you're done eating and your hands are sticky, you get it off with the wet, and then if you're still a little damp, then you go to the dry mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. 
That's what you do. I also sometimes use the dry one if I want to like for my mouth. Yeah, dry is good for mouth. Yeah, DGFM. Yeah, I'll go wet on my mouth sometimes too. It depends. So Matt, you have a large Instagram following, mm. and through having a large Instagram following, part of the game is ads, sponsors. Mm-hmm. What's that about, man? How's that? I mean, that seems well, that seems incredible. It's super cool. So I started my entertainment career, my video entertainment career on Vine. Did mm-hmm. you ever have Vine mm-hmm. by chance? Uh, making six second videos, of course, most of the audience probably knows this. And um, I was working at a restaurant at the time. And I remember I had like, uh, I was filming Vines. It, like I, I got this app called Vine. I was filming Vines in the kitchen with the workers and the busboys and whatever, just doing dumb shit. And I remember like, I, I got like, you know, 200 followers fairly quickly. And I was like, geez, like, who are these people that are, that are following me? This is before, I mean, 200 followers in like a couple weeks. Then it went from like 200 to like 500. Then it went to like 2,000. And then it went to like 4,000. I'm like, dear God, like, I, I'm like, I'm getting followers. Like, I wonder why. It was just me being myself, being goofy, doing dumb shit. And then I got to like 10,000 followers and I was like, I'm huge. I am I'm I'm a massive star right now. Okay. Right? Ten thousand people following me. This is now what big. kind of star do you feel like? Are you were you out here to be an actor? No, to be honest, dude, I know this is very vague. I was out here to do entertainment. I love entertainment as a whole so much. I used to do hosting for Radio Disney. I did radio hosting, I did live hosting. Uh, I toured in a band for four years. We can get into that. That was pretty fun. Um, and then I and then now I do make skits on social media. So I just lo- I'm obsessed with entertainment. I love entertaining in general. And so, now you've made it. At, and what was that? You have ten thousand followers, and you and feel so. So now, I've made so anyway, it. yeah. But like, you know, <laughs> half joking. But I was in my mind, I'm like, Gee, this is crazy. Ten thousand people follow me. What year is this? This has got to be 2015. Two thousand and fourteen. Okay. So then I get to a point where I have uh, it just keeps going and going, and I get to probably about fifty thousand followers, and I get a DM from a brand. It was a sock company, and they were a, a sock company uh, in the Middle East. And I wasn't sure if it was a scam at first because it's like this one girl goes, hey, I'm from, you know, this part of the Middle East and we're doing, the, we're doing like, we're, uh, you know, trying to promote these new socks. For $800, will you do a few different vines? And I'm like, $800 for a few vines? Of course I'll do that. Like, that's amazing. That was my first brand deal. So I just shot these vines showing off these socks. And what, that was, w- the, what was the first one you did? Six seconds. How does it go? Six seconds. Um, I, f- I feel like it was probably like me like sliding in, like, you know, the, the Tom Cruise scene. Of course. Uh, just probably me doing that and then boom, close up with the socks. It's still only six seconds. You know, it wasn't even a hilarious video, but they just wanted to be seen in front of an audience of 50,000 people. So then as my audience grew, I started getting more and more deals and it went from, you know, a, a lot of dating apps in the beginning. There was this one huge dating app called Badoo. And they, do I you remember, remember Badoo I never, by chance? I, I, the only reason I know is because I remember a lot, of, a lot of people were going like, check out Badoo. Check out Badoo. <laughs> Dude, they paid so much money. Are you comfortable talking about what they paid? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, okay. So my stand socks or my, my sock deal was $800 for a few vines. Right. When I got into the closer to the million mark. Million the, followers. Million followers. Those deals were probably closer to... 5,000 bucks per post, per post, 10,000 if it's like multiple posts. Um, my buddy Casey was, uh, he I know had, Casey, he, he had Casey like, James, yeah, good basketball player, yeah, good basketball player. He had like four million followers at the time, and I remember he was getting like big deals, like he was getting like $40,000 checks, and I was just kind of like, dude, like that is that is crazy. So, yeah, I mean, clearly for a post grabbing 10 grand a pop or for these bigger guys, $40,000 is insane. And how many, how many 10 grand? 
posts are you are you being offered to do per month? Well, back then um, on Vine, it got quite a bit, and the reason why I was favored over. Um, the majority of the Vine community is because these brands were looking for PG PG thirteen content. Right. They they didn't want rated R. They didn't want cussing, any racial jokes. They wanted just like good, wholesome like comedy, I guess. So give me so you're 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 outside, you're playing frisbee, right? And then you ping ping, you get a message and you're like, yo, what's up? It's a sock company. Yeah. We love what you do. You're PG thirteen. You got good abs. We like your content. We want you to do a post here. Do they say how much they're willing to give you right away? Is there a negotiation? There's a negotiation. So so back then, I didn't have, in the beginning stages, I didn't have a manager. So I negotiated myself. Then I realized that I didn't want to do that. Um, so I signed with a manager. Just because as a talent, you never want to play the bad guy. You want to always be liked and you want to have your manager play the bad guy. And your manager's like, he's $100,000 or making up a number. And then and then you scale down from there. So for instance, I was didn't know this, but I was, I was being way underpaid back then. Mm-hmm. When I got a manager, he literally like quadrupled my income because he's like, dude, he goes, you now have, let's just say when I first started making good money, he's like, you now have a half a million followers on Vine. Like you can be getting paid more than $2,000 for these posts. So, so, f- so yeah. man- the managers, the way that works is they take 10%. So yep. if I'm speaking to, 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 to yep. those that aren't in the biz. Yep. So basically if you're getting an average of 10,000 a post, if, you, if he just ups you $1,001, you're making your money back. So yeah. it makes sense to have exactly, this come in. yeah. And so now um, I have a great manager, and he, he, I mean, managing social media influencers is a massive business now because all these brands are dumping so much cash into influencer mm-hmm. marketing, and that's to be honest, that's what I get to do for a living. So essentially, um, you know, so and so has a TV show on NBC. And they obviously get paid dollars from the network, but the network gets money from advertisers. My own TV show is literally on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. It's my Instagram. And every, let's just say, every five videos of, that you watch of mine, one will be a brand deal. I try my best to, to make it as organic and real to me as possible. And to be honest, I actually really enjoy making them. Because I don't, I don't do anything, like, I, do, I only do funny shit that I want to see anyway. So if a brand says, hey, Will you um, post for this product and it has to be this creative? I'll just pass on it. This creative. What is this creative? You mean a specific tone? A specific tone. That you don't want to do. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, right. like, they'll say, hey, like, we want this tone to feel like they'll say, we want to be, um, this is more of an emotional campaign. So if you can go um, give, like, a jewelry campaign, we want you to surprise your mom with it and blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I've built an audience doing dumb shit and doing comedy. I don't want to go have, like, soft music playing and surprise my mom with some earrings. That's not my thing. Is that a made-up example or is that a real one? It's a real one. Okay. I'd like to make a suggestion. Okay. If that opportunity comes back, the, the music with the earrings, yeah. I would love for you to do it. Okay. I would love for you to do yeah. that. Okay. And then after, post this clip and say... You don't even... I don't know. I like where you're going with this. I, I want I want to like... <clears throat> I would love to like... <laughs> I would love for you to have a list of 10 things that you've been offered that you refuse to do. Yeah. And I want to I want you to write commercials for those even if you're never going to do them. Yeah. And then post that or have it like with a newspaper or whatever. Yeah. And then when those come up do them and then just take that 100 Gs from those 10 commercials or whatever whatever the money is. Yeah. And give it to me. That's not a bad idea. But don't give it to me like here's a th- here's 100. You want it in increments. Every you want it monthly. In increments of every single month, uh, that may, yeah, I get that. So you don't want it all at once. It's not my money. It's not your money. No, but like just monthly, 
monthly installments? Here's what we could do. Okay. Also, you know what? I, I didn't have a place to go with that, so I made a choice that said, give it to me. Yeah. I don't like the choice. <laughs> because now the game is about like, oh, you know, it, it, nothing's fun with that. Take that $100,000. I'll, I'll tell you what. I think you'll find this interesting. So, I, by the way, I get your point. It's weird turning down $10,000 checks. I just did a job recently. I don't even want to say it because I actually appreciate I, I appreciate all the work that I get. Don't get me wrong. I don't take anything for granted. I did this job that was fairly embarrassing. And, I, and they just, they definitely changed, after I signed, they changed the creative a little bit more than I wanted it to. And I was in a rush to shoot this. And it wasn't my best job. But it was such a good check that I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take this job and I'm going to spend a chunk of that check to just really pump out some awesome content that my followers are going to really enjoy. And I did that. And so if ever I take a bad job that I'm like, eh, a little bit embarrassing, not quite my thing. I'll take the check and I'll and I'll make sure to reinvest it in myself and to find really cool ways to shoot stuff. When um, and by the way, if I say anything that I, I shouldn't be saying or you don't want to, let me know. We can edit it. Yeah. Up. But uh, I messaged you a couple weeks ago about doing a podcast, yeah. and you said, "Yeah, I'm going out of town, um, to do an ad for blank, whatever it is." Yeah. And you said to me, uh, "I'm just going to take all of them while I'm still relevant." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I, th I, th I thought like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, <laughs> I, I do, I do stand up, right? I've been doing stand up. Uh, uh, two weeks ago was was, uh, was my twelve year anniversary. I've seen you live before. Nice. Was it okay? It was good. Oh, thank God. Can we talk about that really quick, or am I getting off topic? Yeah, I, I want to go back to this, but you go ahead. So I saw you live. You did you, your entire set was you were checking off your jokes on is that was that you? Oh yeah, you that was that was a while ago, right? And I it was unique and it was so subtle. I loved it. I Good. thought it was great. Thank you so much. Big fan. Thank you. Okay, continue. Sorry. So <laughs> I I stand up to me has been a a dream to make a living doing this thing is a dream, right? Now I'm doing it kind of. I mean, I'm, I am I'm in a one-bedroom apartment, but I'm making a living from comedy, so it's great. Yeah. But I still look at it as, a, as this dream thing of something I want to be able to do one day. And I had a realization maybe a year ago that this is a job. And all the things I've turned down, not so many things, but a, a fair amount of things that I should not have because I wasn't ready or it's not good enough. And now I'm a few years later, it, it's, it's still what's ready, what's good enough. And I realized... Just it's a job. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking job. Yeah, and just do put out the content. Put out this. I mean, obviously, don't do stuff if you're not ready or not good. But if you're trying to perfect something or have a certain brand, who gives a shit? Nobody cares. Nobody remembers. Yeah, you put out a special. No, it's done. Bye. It's, it's done. It, yeah, you put it out and it's it's gone. Also, there's there's not. 15 channels anymore. Nobody sees it. I was on an NBC show for three years. I don't know if anybody I know saw it. Yeah. You know, I'm sure a couple people watch an episode because, oh, Rick's on a show. Yeah. Nobody, nobody fucking knows. Yeah. Just do. Cause there's so it. much content. So much. There's, there, there's hundreds of thousands of pieces of content mm -hmm. and different ways of getting it. So you're right. There's hundreds of thousands of pieces of content on Instagram per day. So, so here's my question. What were you waiting for? What exactly, what, what, like, what were you waiting for? What's your dream scenario and, and why'd you turn down these jobs? Um, I, the dream is to, to, to write and direct. Okay. Um, I'd love to be in it. I love acting, but I want to make my own stuff. Got it. Um, stand up is a separate animal. Stand-up, I don't think, is the dream, but I think I'll always do it. Stand-up is not intuitively easy for me. My, my peers, we both started around this. We all started around the same time. 
everybody, I have six kind of, about six friends that we all started. They've all done multiple specials. They're all blah, 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 blah. I don't know how to do stand up. It's fucking so hard. I yeah. think I'm so, I think I'm so funny and yeah. so good at it. Yeah. I don't know if they know that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I've experienced doing well before. It's very hard for me to be consistent with it, especially earlier. I've, I'm getting better. But I know what it's like for this to be gr- great, but I don't, I, don't know, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to recreate that. I got to figure out how, how to connect with people. And I've kind of accepted, I've been doing it 12 years, wh- what's going to change? Mm-hmm. That this is what it is. I'm not going to be selling out theaters mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be connecting to the masses of people. I'm going to connect to some weird people that like this weird thing. That, and that's the best version of myself I could be. So I was trying to find ways of, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, I just was, I, I, Rick, uh, you're not ready. That's just what I was telling myself. Wow. And now I've gotten to the point to where I still agree with that. I'm not, I'm not. But like, when would you be ready? I don't know if I ever will. That- so, okay, what, what have you done in the entertainment business that you've gotten the most praise from? That you've gotten the most, the, the, that your friends have been like, dude, that was funny. Because, and, and here's my example, and this is why I think people need to find what they're good at. I, your Instagram stories are amazing, and they're really, they're really funny. Thanks. And when you're, when you're playing like a doctor in the room, and you're like, so, so no, it's Dr. Gla- it's Dr. Glassman, whatever. Oh, when you're doing that the rooms, bit. The, at the hotel. Good morning to the Glassman party. My name is Karina. How may I assist you? Karina, first, it's Dr. Glassman, and second, how are you? I'm good, and you, Dr. Glassman? Well, you know, uh, the Vegas for the weekend, getting away from the wife and kids, and of course all the surgeries. But listen, since I'm here with the boys and we're looking for a little extra time, we saw a carrot top tonight, we ordered a pizza and some soup. I was wondering if we could get a late checkout. One moment, please, for the front desk. They can arrange for a late checkout. Thank you. Thank you. Alyssa, hi. Three things. First, I want to let you know it's Dr. Glassman. No, no, please, please. Uh, secondly, uh, I also have to let you know that we are recording this for Quality Assurance as well. And is that okay with you? We might post this on Instagram. It's only fair. Great. And third, and most importantly, I'm I'm on break with my boys, getting away from the wife, the kids, cutting into people's shoulders. I'm a doctor. We got to get home tomorrow because I got an early call. Knee deep inside this 13 year old boy. But what I was wondering is, since I don't have to be home until the evening, maybe we could sleep in. Doctor needs his rest. Do you think we could check out around 5 p.m.? Dr. Glassman, I do apologize. We cannot extend anything beyond our standard checkout time of 12 p.m. I hear you. I'm wondering if you hear me. Maybe this will change your mind. I'm putting a $20 bill on the phone. I do apologize, Dr. Hold on. Please say nothing more. I put another five on there. I won't tell anybody. You don't need to tell anybody. I get to leave at 1230. I'm looking for a half hour. 1230. Let's see, Dr. Ruth. You got it. Last minute, I can, can I place you in a very brief hold? Let's see if we can look into that. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. One moment. <laughs> Dr. Glassman? Do you have Dr. Glassman? Yes. I appreciate that. Alyssa, yes. thank you so much. You have a good night. Thank you. You as well. Only in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I first started following your Instagram. I think Ariel had sent me that. 
or sent me one before and I started following your Instagram. Mm -hmm. And like, that shit's so funny. And I'm sure people DM'd you about that because it's hilarious. But like, you're so naturally good at that. I don't know what we want to call that. I don't want to just call it, you're not, I don't want to say you're good at Instagram stories. You are good at them. But I'm saying like, what if you took that character, that person, and then put that into a TV show? Because that guy's ready. That so, guy is ready. Like I would watch that character tomorrow on a TV show, and it's hilarious. Because it's it's uh, I'm I'm working on it. Uh, it's very hard to sell a television show. Yes, you know that's the answer. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Um, uh, that that kind of stuff is what my stand up is. The the thing that makes stand up so hard is people are people are conditioned to what they're going to be laughing at. Right. Mm. Um, when you go to a comedy club. You're expecting jokes and laughs, so that's what you need to get. And there's there's a there's a subconscious anticipation of what a joke is. And I could, we could get into this. I, I think it might be a little boring, but I want to from a macro point of view. Yeah. When you go to a, a concert and a musician is playing songs and he's fucking like, you know, and you're in right. And then mm -hmm. in between songs, he says like, "Yeah, I wrote that at my mother-in-law's. You know, think you know, I, I I'd rather never have written this song than had to experience you know some bullshit joke." Yeah. People lose it because. Oh, that's funny. They weren't expecting it, mm -hmm. right? So, my stand-up is is uh, a bit anti-comedy deconstruction. Not in a way where I'm meaning to make fun of comedy or it's better than it. I just don't understand how to do stand-up. This yeah. is my interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. So this is what I do. So when when four comics go up before me, and they're they all have something in common in in a good way, in mm -hmm. a professional way. Yeah, they have they have a certain structure. They have certain left turns. They have certain punchlines. It's, it's palatable. It's digestible. I know what this is. Mm -hmm. What I noticed, especially the first seven years of my stand-up, was people didn't know I was joking. People didn't understand <laughs> what this is, you know? Yeah. And what I learned was, and one of the biggest realizations that helped my comedy was, people don't intuitively question things. Guilty of it myself. Yeah. When you know something, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So that's what it is. I'm paraphrasing this, but there's a Mark Twain quote that is like, the problem isn't people. The problem isn't uh, people that don't know things. It's the people that know things, and that just aren't so, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like when I know something and I'm wrong, there's, I'm, I'm done. Game yeah. over. So when people think, "Oh, this guy's weird," or this or that, they're not going to read into any of my intentions. So with stand up, I my my goal bigger than laughs. The first thing I have to do is make them question stuff. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, I, get I have that. certain bits that I have to make them know it's real and then show that it isn't. And that's it's well, I personally think that your stand-up, based on what I saw, I think it's for a smarter audience. I, I do because you that's that's what was funny to me, and I I realized some people in the crowd, some people just weren't getting it. People were just kind of like, oh, is he messing up? And you're yeah. like, you know, you're you're. Come on, man! It's a joke. Dude. It's a joke. You're you're playing the person that's not sure or whatever. I remember thinking that I was like, that's that's amazing. I was like, that's that's genius. So I I wonder Thank if you. honestly, I wonder if your stuff truly is just too smart for the masses, and there are a there's a smaller group of people who would appreciate and get that. You know. So I want I want to I, I also I want to make sure there's a good enough balance because there's so many things I want to ask you, and yeah. we're talking about this, and I don't need to, but I do. Yep. I'm enjoying this conversation. Yeah. I want to I want to address the the too smart thing there's it's not about smart or not smart everybody has different frequencies mm -hmm. and you could look at one as smarter or better than another but that's really? not what it is and most people aren't this way for better or for worse worse 
Most people aren't this way. So you just have to, if somebody doesn't know anything about basketball, they could be a great basketball player, but you have to teach them. You have to, that you sure. have to give them an opportunity to appreciate it. So there's, there's, it has to be a give and take. And their audience isn't wrong. They're there for laughs. And if I'm not giving them laughs, that's who's that on? Yeah. So I think it has less to do with smart and more to do with, let me show you what basketball is. So there's a level of my first, my, it used to be my first five minutes, and now I'm proud to say I do this in about a minute. My first job is to get them, get them to, to, to question things and get them to trust me. And by trust me, I don't mean believe everything I'm saying is real. I mean for them to believe everything I'm doing is on purpose. Yeah. If you see someone trip and fall and then they're embarrassed, you feel for them and you're embarrassed for them. For sure. If they're laughing, you're, you could connect to it. It has nothing to do with the action. It has to do with understanding or thinking, questioning their intention. Yeah. So stand-up to me has been a psychological thing. It's not just about writing jokes. It's conditioning a room to understand and accept me, basically. Mm -hmm. And something what we all want to do, I don't intuitively understand when people understand me. Yeah. The first while, I always thought I was... Even when people aren't laughing, when I was being funny, I thought I was killing. Yeah. I thought I was being so funny. Yeah. I would get people to come up to me all the time, and they would say, I thought it was funny. And I think they were giving me a compliment by basically saying, nobody liked this but me. <laughs> and I always thought, yeah, me too. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, you're saying that they didn't. Well, Does the thing is, sense? no, I truly believe that person is paying you a compliment. Like, for instance, when I watched your stand-up and I saw people are in the room being confused, I understood the joke and I understood that it was funny. That is a compliment. If someone says, I thought it was funny then the room if it, that that means they're laughing at jokes that may that the the room may have been quiet okay that that's that's what i think i do want to just call call do a, a hard cut on this subject now because okay. thank you so much by the way for being so, so sweet about it yeah. um but like who gives a shit you know mm. uh, i want to talk more i want to talk more about um you're getting paid yeah uh I'm making this number up and you don't have to validate anything, but I'm going to say you don't even have a manager at this time. You're making about 30 G's a month on Vine. And then all of a sudden you get a manager. Vine is getting bigger. You're probably doing better than that. I don't need a job. Vine goes away. Instagram starts doing videos. Yep. And Instagram is a much bigger platform, has a much more followers. It's a much broader audience. Vine was for 14-year-olds. Instagram is for everybody. everybody. Yep. And now... And pardon my French, but cha-ching, because here we yeah. are. Yeah, because here we are. So you are, is it, is it, is it a, a correct to say you are a professional Instagrammer? Yeah. That's your main source yes. of income. My main source of income is Instagram, 100%. So you are doing, you're doing selling socks and you're selling M&Ms and, 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 and alcohol and whatever you have to do, you're making bank. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is entertainment. Yes. You have X dollars put aside, and now what do you want to make? What do you do with that? What's the goal? Well, obviously, we all want to make our own TV shows. TV shows. Um, That's not obvious. A lot of people... T TV... Not, not movies. You want to do TV. Not movies, TV. What's your TV um, show? So, but the thing is, is obviously it costs money to make them, and now that I do have money set aside to make them, I can make them. So, for instance, and... Before we talk TV show, I now have the capital to. I have an assistant now. Uh, I can now hire a lighting guy and a and a and a steady cam guy, and I can I can pay for props and I, I can now afford my production because back then, you know, if I wanted to shoot something really cool, I couldn't really afford it. 
But now that I have the money, I can afford to, to actually hire a team to shoot and make sure the content's good. Um, what I want to shoot now is, I don't, know if you, I don't know if you've seen these videos that I post on Instagram, uh, the, the emo videos where I dress up as an emo guy, I have long shaggy hair, mm. I wear like a black tight hoodie and black, black skinny jeans, and I uh, sing these emo, I, I, I'm in a very emotional state and I sing these emo songs uh, every time like Ariel gets in the car. So I'll pick her up in the car, it shows, it shows me, like, yes, me being super emo, she gets in the car, I turn and start singing a, a popular emo song. I posted my first one, um, I don't know, like a month ago, and it crushed. Like the comments were crazy. People were like, "This is so nostalgic." Like I loved this song. I was here when I heard the song first. Like, oh my god, tagging their friends. This reminds me of so and so. And I was like, "Damn!" Like, there's a lot of traction here. So then I posted it to Facebook. I don't usually post all my stuff to Facebook because my Facebook until recently has just been trash. Like it's really hard to get a hit video on Facebook. And then I posted it on Facebook. And it legit went viral and has over 10 million views on Facebook. So it went viral. And I was like, damn, dude. I was like, this is crazy. It's like, I- I'm going to test another. Now, are people connecting to the music or the character? They're connecting to the, the emo scene as a whole. Gotcha. This emo character, mm-hmm. the song. They obviously like you know, the fact that me and Ariel, they, they know me and Ariel. So I think it's a combination. Yeah, your relationship is, is very attractive. It's attractive to the internet. They, they, they grew up with us from Vine on it. So they like seeing me and her, yeah. especially doing this thing. So anyway, I post my second video on Instagram. It dominates. I post, I post it on Facebook, another viral video, like 8 million views. And just to, to put it in comparison, my Facebook video views were around 10,000 to 20,000, mm-hmm. not 10 million. So then I was like, damn, I was like, I really think I have something here. I did two more. They're all, every single time wow. they go viral. So I was like, you know what? There's clearly something missing here. Uh, there's there's something missing. Like there's, there, there's, uh, there's a market for it. There's, there's, uh, there's definitely something missing that this audience wants to see. They want to see, they want to bring back these emo songs from the early 2000s. They want to relive these moments and like, they want to kind of like watch something that's, you know, reminds them of their childhood. And a lot of people, millions of people really like that emo era and the emo scene. So the show that I'm coming up with now or that I'm actually creating is it's called Emo's Not Dead. And it's a, uh, it's a mockumentary. It follows my character as Emo Matt, and I'm this guy who is, you know, I have a great job, I have a beautiful girlfriend, a beautiful house, but something's missing. And what's missing is I, I miss the nostalgia of of uh, of those days when I would go to these emo concerts and and their music like made me feel so what's much an better. What's emo band? I, I don't know. My uh, My Chemical Romance, Taking Back Sunday. You have them on your the used. Yeah, so the one with me, like the gothic looking me. I think people like this because this wig looks like an, it looks real. It looks like it could be my hair. Matt, it's freezing. Open the door. Do you know this song? I don't know anything. Blink-182. <laughs> no. So you just, you missed this era then. I'll, I'll educate you on it. It's okay. very fascinating. Ariel is so big. Her, her faces. Oh. The faces she makes are yes. so. She's a cartoon character. Dude, so. I, I call her that. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. 70,000 likes on this. How many? On, and on Facebook, it's how much? I think that one's 10 million. 10 million not likes views. 
So oh right, yeah, right. Yeah, so views. the views on that. What are your views? Because you could see them. I can't. Uh, that might be a half a million views. I'm guessing. So um, Facebook is uh, is uh, face- is bigger for this. Well, it's bigger. And and dude, no joke. Facebook has been Facebook my. Is hard. It's, been, it's so hard. It's, it's been my smallest platform, but I think there's an older audience on Facebook that are anywhere from I don't know, 30, 35, 40. That's the age. 30 to 40. That's the age of people that are familiar with this emo era and this emo scene. Because the emo scene was the the early 2000s. It was like 99 all the way up to probably 2006. Yeah, that's our age. How old are you? 34. Same. Yeah, so it's that it's people our age, and either you were in you were into it or you were not. I was into it, so I know all these bands, and there's no entertainment that's servicing these people. They want to see this, they want to hear those songs. So uh, after, you sing, right? I feel like I've heard you sing on Ariel's yeah stuff, and you have a good voice. I used to play. I used to play in a band, sing in a band. I used to sing in a band. Yeah, um, play an instrument too. I could play guitar. Um, so no. People that say I could play <clears throat> instead of I play, it well, feels like... the thing is, I have. I've recorded on a professional album guitar before, but I'm not like a yeah, guitar yeah, yeah. guy. I can do like the chords and like strum and sing. So yes, I can play guitar. I don't like to say I play guitar. I don't like to say that right. because I'm not, I'm not that guy. I understand. And I'm not a good... I'm not a good singer. I'm a good enough singer to sound good on an album. Okay. For real. So like... I know my I, I act my voice sounds good recorded Could on the album. Could you give us a little taste of something? A little lick? Um, Two, three, three, four. Oh, I don't want to scream. I was, I was literally just gonna do an emo scream. Uh, pull it away. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. Okay. That's how emo guys do it. Yeah, that was actually that was actually really good. So no joke, the guy in the band, Blink 182, he's a better sing- he's a better emo singer than me, but he does sound like that. And that's oh, why people yeah. like that because it's very, it's very. What's that British thing at the end of it? To do. So it's ve- it's very eccentric and it's very ha- like obviously hair in the face. It's very. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream. And it's like there's like a thing behind it. Yeah. So when I started, it makes me want to do it. So when I started mimicking those characters on Facebook, people were like, "Holy shit, this guy's got it down." And the new one that I sh- that I shot, it's not posted yet. The new one that I shot, I'm going crazy in the desert. I'm headbanging and I'm doing the mosh pit. I don't know if you've if you've seen these mosh pits, but these emo kids will go and and uh, should I stand up and show you guys? What do you I think? What do you guys think? What, you guys want to see? You guys want to see it? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. All, right, all right. Here it is. So I'll talk loud so you can hear me. But these emo kids, these emo kids will stand up in a mosh pit. So they'll literally swing their arms like this and headbang and swing their arms and they'll literally punch each other in the face. No joke. They'll hit each other, and someone will go down and get a bloody nose, but it's a community, so they'll all pick each other up, and they'll sock each other in the face, in the back of the head. Some kid would go down, and then the whole, like, they, everyone has to pick up that person. It's like... It's like a fight club. It's like a fight musical club. Musical fight club. <laughs> it's like a, it's, I'll tell you something. There's, there's your Broadway show. Dude, a musical fight club. Yeah, well... Genius. It's actually really... It's a really great idea. Good. A musical fight club. I love that. Good, man. Fucking mm. good, dude. So anyway... To kind of wrap up the story on the whole emo thing, um, I, I think this character can be bigger than just what's the, the minute videos on Facebook. So I'm going to film a documentary, a mockumentary, uh, following him around because he wants to bring emo back. Uh, here's what I want to do. Yeah. I want people to stop calling him a mockumentary. I, every, I know. Yeah. You call it a documentary because the moment it's a mockumentary, I'm, I'm out. So, okay, so if you heard it's just a doc, if you, if you saw my show that I put out and you're like, what's this documentary about, then you want to find out later that it's fake? 
Is that is I that know why? it's fake. You're wearing a wig, dude. Yeah, that's true. Why are you trying to make everything seem real but tell everybody it's fake? Well, I guess the thing is, isn't that isn't a mockumentary a, a genre? Isn't that isn't that a genre of of film now? I, I, I mean, it, yeah. right? Yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna, because okay, let me put it this way: if I went to, if I went to pitch Netflix right now on a documentary, and I said it's a documentary, it's gonna follow me around, and it's it's me bringing back emo, and then they sign the check, and then they found out that it's all fake, wouldn't they be wouldn't they be pissed? Wouldn't they want to? Okay, know? so in this, first of all, I don't know if you know how pitches work, but that's exactly how it goes. You say, hey, I'm making a documentary uh, about me bringing back emo music, and they go, yep, here it is, dude. And they give you a check. That no, there's, there's development. There's notes. <laughs> there's a script. There's a back and forth for a while. There's probably going to be, you know, uh, uh, what's the character's name? Uh, it's just, he doesn't have a name yet. Emo Matt. Okay. Emo, Emo Matt. Matt uh, 31, because we all make ourselves a little younger course, in scripts. Um, uh, good looking, but doesn't try too hard. We all try that yeah. stuff, you know? <laughs> Uh, 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 how tall are you? Spot on. I'm 5'11", so we're going to say 6'2". Right, 6'2". Oh, 6'2", six, six, two. Two, yeah. Um, and it's going to say, long, ridiculous wig. <laughs> you know? It's not, it's not yeah, real. Yeah. Um, if they think that it's a real documentary, then you did your job. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Do it. Make it real. So, uh, so I don't understand. Is this a character you're playing? No. No, this is... This I, is me. I, uh, this is me. And I came in here and I cut my hair short because I want to be professional and yeah. respectful. But I mean, really, you're just kind of fucking, what do you say? Like, yeah, this bumming is, me yeah, out, this, bro. This is who I am. Yeah. This is who I am. Yeah. And, and when they see the documentary that I'm going to film, it's me. It's Iron me. Man, they don't, they don't call Iron Man uh, a CGI action flick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we know it's not real, man. We know it's not, we know it's not real. Yeah. Just, but it's, it's based on it. a true story. Respect, Respect what it. you're doing. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I've never thought about it like that because I just kind of went with the whole mockumentary thing. But you're right. It, call it a documentary, and then Netflix can decide what they're going to label it. If they want to label it, do they even do no, they professionally no. label it mockumentary? What, I don't, they say documentary? I don't, what does labeling mean? I mean, Orange is a New Black is a comedy. You know, I mean, they yeah. say all th th there's these genres and subgenres and dramedies and to fit into certain categories. Listen, man, you can't put me in a box. Yeah, stay out of that box. Yeah, I had a buddy. No joke. Yeah. Had a huge box. He's like, yo, I want to. I wonder, could you fit in this? I said, probably. He yeah. said, could I see? What did I say? No, not getting in a box. No, don't get in the box. <sighs> Stay out. Get I don't out want of box. No, hell no. So, you know, I get it. I, 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 yeah, you're right. Plus, mockumentary so, to me has this kind of like. Sounds, I've seen it, them. It does it's, sound it sounds, cheesy. It sounds it, like an like a fake video. It does sound cheesy. So, what if I just called it a TV series? Listen, man, I'm, I'm putting together a TV show, and it follows this character around. And it's him trying to bring, no, bring emo. No, you're doing Matt. a documentary. Documentary. You're doing a documentary. Okay. And his name is an emo Matt. His I, nickname's I emo not. Matt. Yeah. Well, that he doesn't have a name yet, so we just call him emo Matt. Great. But Matt, um, Matt Brushel. I'm um, doing a documentary on him. Who's this dude that lived this life? I want to say lives this life, but that life doesn't exist anymore. He just doesn't realize it, and he's blah 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 blah. Yeah. Is this a real guy? Yeah. And you go like this. You go yeah. Got and it. then you tr look to the side and wink. You go yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And then if someone says, are you winking? What do you say? I'm twitching. Twitching. Yeah. I'm having a spasm. Mm -hmm. Got it. It's a documentary. Okay. My next meeting with Netflix, I will I actually I'll, have, I'll follow that guy. I've been working on this doc, dude. And also, you shoot your thing. You show them. It's not you. So I, I've known that. I knew this. I don't. I guess I kind of know him. I mean, we went to. He literally went to my school for like eight months in fifth grade. Yeah. We reconnected. He saw my stuff. And I just wanted to follow him around. Check out this doc. Boom. That's perfect. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Done. It's a documentary.
Great. I'm filming a documentary based on a guy who's bringing emo music back. And so do any of these names sound familiar to you? Taking Back Sunday. No. The Used. No. Uh, Secondhand Serenade. No way. Dashboard Confessional. Big time. You know them. I've heard of them. You've heard I, them. I, okay. I, I would have, my first guess is it's a band. My second would have been it was an HBO show where you could see tits, but they're all ugly chicks. Got it. <laughs> 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 Amazing. Um, um, okay, now cr- kind of leaving the email era, do you know, have you heard of Yellow Card? No. They're more pop. Okay, oh, so, also, I don't know so, anything. I don't know things. You just don't know things? <clears throat> I don't know Why? things. Who gives a fuck? Okay, so so no, not who gives a fuck about you, why. I'm saying most things. Like I don't. I'm gonna okay. look at a yellow card. So, do you have a favorite band or a favorite musician? Uh, yeah, I have favorites. Okay. You I, only, but you 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 only have a few favorites, and and everything else is just kind of like uh, first. Okay, for some reason, I know a lot. I know a lot of bands, a lot of musicians. I really pay attention to music because I probably because I was life. it was my life. I was in in the industry, but I'm that. I used to be that way of like, I don't know anything because all I wanted to know was what I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, like, I'm happy knowing this much shit. Mm. I don't need to know all this bullshit. Mm-mm. Then as I got older, I got more curious. Mm-hmm. So I started Googling things and learning more, more stuff. And it, it's fun, but it's also depressing. The more you know, the more depressed you can get because life is, life can be really shitty. There's a lot of shitty people. Wait, out are we there. still talking about knowing about bands or just information? Well, information now, because you said, you know, I don't know anything, and I'm like, hey, I kind of used to be the same. As way. far as pop culture is concerned, so like, you, yeah. I don't know, I don't know things. Yeah, because I'm not. When I go to a restaurant, I'm not trying everything on the menu. Once I found a, a, a once I watch Fresh Prince, I don't need That's the other thing. shows. That's your thing. Once I yeah. have you know Hans Zimmer soundtracks or Disney movies, yeah. I don't need anything. I got totally. everything I need. Yeah, you know, is Disney your your jam? Yeah. Uh, favorite Disney movie. Favorite Disney movie, then favorite Disney movie song. Well, it's between Lion King and Aladdin. I guess I'd have to say Lion King. Bro, those are my top two. That's also the same age. It's, it's Lion King is phenomenal. Um, Aladdin, and I can show you the world, very cliche. I get it, but that song is amazing. Um, not cliche. I'm actually going to do a skit with uh, with Ariel. We're both singing the the lion, not the not the Elton John Lion King song. The I'm gonna be a mighty king, enemies beware. The- well, I've never seen a king or beast with quite so little hair. I'm gonna, gonna be, be the, the main, main event, like nothing was before. Like no king was like before. No king was before. I'm I'm working on my run. Well, that's rather far an uninspiring thing. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Do I play piano for it? Yes. Can we do it? Yeah. Oh, right, right now or? Uh, no. Later. We'll do it. Later. We're, I've never played it. We're I don't have to figure it out at the moment. Dude. Okay. So you're going to be in the skit. This is perfect. Great. Could yeah. you, could, do you have the budget to get me the snout? To get you what? The snout. Yes. Also, I said Iago, which is the bird from Aladdin. What is um, Zaza is the bird oh, in my God. Blanking. Zaza. Yeah, Zaza and, or Zaza um, or something like that. What does he say? Out of Blung, out of Africa. I've never had a doubt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, what does he say? I, um, well, we got to keep going. It's from the Oh, I just can't wait to eat. Oh, I just can't wait to eat. Well, I never. No one's saying. No one's saying. No one said do this. Well, when I said that, no one says do that. What I meant was. No one says. What you don't realize is. Now stay here. Free to run around all day. Well, that's definitely out of the question. Free to do, do it. it all my yeah. way. Dun, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got to learn those lyrics. I used to know them when I was younger. 
and I forgot them. So I think, but I a, love that song. I think an easy way to do this is we are, uh, we are, um, get preparing the audition for yeah the the less, the pendagious version of it. I think so. You could read the read the lyrics. I think you just this was also an audition for you to be in my skit, and you nailed it. Good. You're that. You, you sounded great. You you, you you can carry a tone for sure. Um, I'm a very good piano player. Are you? Yeah, like I'm like really, really, really. really? Like I would fun. say I don't want to oversell it, but I'm not that good of a salesman. So you're just, <laughs> just straight up. Yeah, <laughs> you're just. Good you know how it. you you know how you go say I could play guitar, I could do a melody, but I can't. Yeah. Play, 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 play. Yeah. Dude, I'm. It's fucking nuts. My hands would be a little bit lower. Pianos are usually oh, and they're on one plane. No. Oh no shit. No, yeah, that's the littlest chair. Got it. Do you know why I did this so the people could see right there? And I realized that they can actually say, hey guys, well, yeah, right here is fine. You'll do that shit too? Yeah, I guess maybe I oversold a little. <laughs> I'm a good piano player. Okay. Yeah, you probably know a lot of piano players that are better than me. I'm the best piano player you know that doesn't play piano for a living or didn't play for a living. Got it. And I'm better than a lot of those people, too. I don't know a lot of piano players. So you might be the best piano player that I know. You'd be surprised how many people play the piano. I know. Do you? No, I know how many people play piano because I go to parties. and, oh, and Maybe you wouldn't at, be surprised. At every single person, every single person, at every single party, there's multiple people that are like, I'll play this song, I'll do this one. I'm like, how does everyone know how to play piano? Everyone knows how to play a couple of songs or chord progressions. Yeah, that's and I got to be honest with you, I'm a little judgmental about it because okay. I, in a very, def I'm wrong. But when I see people being applauded for for a mediocre performance, it's not about a media. I mean, all most performances are mediocre. Yeah, it's it's not knowing it's a mediocre for thinking like they, check this out. It's like no, there's a way of doing it. There's a way of like downplaying it that is is manipulative, but must be done. Yeah. unless you're the man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show you how okay, to downplay. Okay, okay, show me. I want to show you how to. If you didn't know I played, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. So first thing you have to do is you have to like touch the piano a little bit and see if anyone says, oh, do you play? Yeah. And that way you get to be like, well, you know, and then you play. Yeah. But if they don't, it, you, then you, you sit down and you squint and like you, what's going, and you play some of the keys and like, wait, what's, until someone says it. And if they don't, you just got to play quiet. You have to find a way of, some, of having somebody ask you to do it. Makes sense. Right? I so okay. and I'll show you how to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well. All right. So... At a party, you want to come in, you got to do something like this. You okay, gotta, let's see it. It's a Yamaha. It's a Yamaha, right? Cool. Yeah, you play? Um, a little bit, not really. I was just checking this out because uh, a buddy of mine was looking to get a keyboard. Is this good? Does this sound? Is this? Yeah, it's, to it's, it's Tom's. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Tom's not here. Dude, play something, man. I mean, I don't really want to play. I just want to see what it sounds like. Yeah, go ahead, man. Have at it. Oh, bro, that's good. Hey, guys, come check this out. This guy is good. Precious than you, girl, you are close to me just like my brother, close to me just like my sister, close to me just like my neighbor, close to me just like my father. You are the close only close to me like my one. neighbor. 
I had to fill it with something. Mother, father, brother, sister. Are you, <laughs> you putting your neighbor in there? You are the only one, my everything. And for you, the song I'll sing all my life. I pray for someone like you. And I hope that you feel the same way too. I hope you feel the same way too. Yeah, I hope that you feel the same way. You promised to never fall in love with the stranger. You're all I'm thinking of. I praise the Lord above. Nice. Sending me your love. I cherry, cherry love. I really love. And all my life, I pray for someone like you. And I. Thank God that I, that I finally found you. And all my life, I pray for someone like you. And I hope that you feel the same way too. I hope you feel the same way too, baby. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I play, it's, I don't know, a little, a little it's, I don't know. <laughs> No, it does sound good though, and there's a good reverb on it. Dude, yeah. that was actually really dope. Thanks, man. Yeah, and I don't even sing at parties like that. No? Never. That was dope though. Oh yeah, that's cool. Do you want to start a band with me? I'd love to start a band with you. Do you know do you know Yellow Card? Yeah, I know Yellow Card. Do you know Matchbox 20? Yeah. Do you know Dashboard Confessions? I know all of them, man. Dude, those are some of my favorite those are some of my favorite Literally bands. Literally my favorite bands. Let's be the next Matchbox Yellow Card. MBLC? MBLC. Great. All right. Good to meet you, man. Nice to meet you too, man. Yeah. Hey, man, do you guys have any blow? We're gonna get some blow. Tom, the guy who owns the keyboard, he has the blow, right, but cool. he left. That's because how Hollywood parties are. That's dude, it. Because everyone gets <laughs> laid at a Hollywood party. I want to talk a little bit more about about some stuff before we wrap it up because we're at like that that mark now where it's like, all right, wrap it up, boys. But. I don't want to yet. I've got a couple yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you okay? I know you want to get I, out of here by traffic time. I'm having fun. Listen, honestly, I'm having fun. It's 2.16. If I could be out by 3, that's ideal. What do you guys if, think? If, you think we should keep going? Come on. You could do better than that. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. We'll stay. Let's yeah. keep going. That, that'll be great. All right. So I want to know a little bit about Matt Casual Kutcho. Yeah. Pre-waiter. Okay. I don't know. I don't know your family. I don't know okay. bro brother sisters where you're from. So I'm gonna just ask you three questions, sure. and then I'm gonna be quiet for a few minutes and see how far this could go. Got it. One, two, three. All right. Where are you from? Portland, Oregon. Brother sisters. Twin brother, older sister. Twin brother. Twin brother. What does twin brother do? He he's kind of retired right now. He worked his ass off for like 15 years for this corporate company that he just did not want to work for, saved money, opened a coffee shop, raised, he had, now has two kids, and he just kind of checks up, he just checks in on the coffee shop every now and then. Man, you, you and your brother are just chill, huh? Yeah, we're chill. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, why, is it, why does that make him chill? Why does a guy who has some kids and just checks in on a coffee shop every oh, yeah, now and again yeah, chill? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. If, I guess that's that's the definition of chill. If Netflix asked you to make this documentary, uh, make make the emo Matt have a friend who's just super chill. If you said, "What about a guy who has a coffee shop? He checks in on every now and then," they would say, "Too chill, too chill." <laughs> they say, "It's Way too, too chill. chill." Yeah, 
There's no drama there. It's way too chill. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's how chill his life is. He he raises kids. Are you close? And to them? yeah, yep. Is everybody still in Portland? Is what? Everybody still in Portland? Yeah, brothers in Portland, sisters in Portland. Um, mom and dad go back and forth between Portland and Palm Springs. Are they still together? They're not. They are roommates in Palm Springs. They've been divorced for thirty years, and they're still roommates. No joke in Palm Springs. And then they have separate places when they come back to Oregon. So they're friends. They're friends. And they're roommates because they share this place, but do they go at the same time? Same time. My dad flies. My mom drives. So my dad will fly in. They, they chase the weather. So when it's winter in Portland, they head to Palm Springs. My dad will fly in, and my mom will make the drive. She at least wants to make sure my dad's there first to kind of feel, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, safe living there. Um, and then she'll uh, find a family member or friend to drive her because she's scared of flying. Have, have they remarried? No. Are they single, both of them? Single. How old are you when they got divorced? I think I was eight. I'm, I, I think I was eight, eight or nine. How, old your, how much older is your sister? She's nine years older. Wow. She's, 30, she's 40, 43. So she was probably a senior in high school when they got divorced. Yeah. Is there, is there, because I know when you're a kid and the parents get divorced, I've heard that like you want to try to get your parents back together. At this point, it's over. It's done. But is it? They're single friends travel together. Well, here's the thing. They're, I want to say that they're, they're, they're friendly to each other. They're not friends that are, they're, they're not hanging out. Why are they going to Palm Springs together? Because it's affordable. They don't have money to have separate places. So my, mo- so my dad built, has this mobile home and they built another part of the mobile home with like a kitchenette and like another bathroom that my mom lives at. So she lives in the back of this, this house and like they're friendly and like she'll like check in on him and if she has extra food, she'll give like, they're, they're just, they're being friendly with each other, but they definitely don't hang out. Like my mom goes and hangs out with like, plays ping pong with like the, the lady down the corner, rides her bike with Suzanne and you know, that kind of stuff. You go home for Thanksgiving or ho- any holidays? I'll drive to Palm Springs around Thanksgiving time. Uh, maybe not the day of, but around Thanksgiving, I'll go to Palm Springs and have dinner, take my parents out to dinner. So you have family dinners with your parents still? Yeah. That's so interesting. <laughs> That's, it seems so unusual. Like, it is it's unusual. So, it's super sweet. Well, he, well to here, be okay. able to still share that. So when's the last time, do your parents not see each other? My parents are together. Oh, they're together. Yes. And when's the last time you had dinner with them? They're... Uh, they come out to California a few times a year. I go home once yeah. or twice a year. They're coming out next week. I'll have dinner with them. Then. So you're saying so you're saying that your situation and my situation are unusual because no, because most people don't no, have no. What's unusual is to have is to have uh, parents that got divorced when you were in elementary school uh, who, got, okay, who yeah. you still who you you still go you don't you go and visit them you don't go see your mom or your dad yeah i see now them on, on weddings i'm sure they all come together but you go they're together and you go and visit them yep. but they've been divorced for a long time that's yeah. what's unusual to me it is very unusual people don't get it um a lot of people are like wait they have to still be hooking up first of all they're way past that there's there's not a horny drop of blood in their in their system at all an, an hdob there's not an, an <laughs> i could argue that on that but you know them better than um I. so they're just the, the thing is you know they don't come from money so with the money that they do have they just decide to be you know very frugal and my mom cannot afford to get a different, different place but she wanted to be in palm springs so my dad just said hey i'll build on in my house i want to do it anyway and you can live back there it's it is strange i get that 
Because you would think if you're divorced, if, if you want to get divorced, you don't want to be near that person anymore. Not necessarily. But yeah, that is kind of the standard. It's a standard. Not always. Yeah. And I think that the, they're, the, they're the exception. What's, what's your relationship? What's uh, Ariel's relationship with them? She likes them both. Yeah. Um, she, she's hung out with them twice, once in Portland, once in Palm Springs. So it hasn't been like that often. Uh, we're both super busy, so we don't get to, I don't get to see my family that often. It's like a, twi- it's like a twice a year kind of thing. Uh, I'd like to, uh, Palm Springs is two hours away. I'd like to go there a few times a year, but I only make it a couple times, but Ariel loves them. They get, they get along. And congrats, man. That's the dream. It's the dream. You have your, you have, you have you have your best friend, yep. you know, and you guys live together and you do bits and you laugh. It's amazing. Yeah. We have a house together. We have a cute oh, you have a house. I didn't know yeah. it was a house. We got a house together. Uh, moved away t- out towards, uh, out t- like past Pasadena. So it's very, very quiet over there. Um, that's why I, I, I yeah. like to leave, you know, before traffic hour, but like, it's really nice. We live in a, in a nice neighborhood. We have a nice house and it's, it's, it's definitely a slower paced life, but I've been in Hollywood now for 14 years. I've lived in North Hollywood, West Hollywood, Studio City, Malibu, Santa Monica. I've lived everywhere and I, I've seen it. I've done it. And now that I'm, you know, it's about ready to not start single family. family time. I'm going to, because we do got to wrap it up. I want to get into now, no filters, Gloves are off. Okay. Here's what we all came to see. Yeah. Here it goes. Go. You are what people refer to as a social media influencer. Yes. With that comes a bit of stigma. Mm-hmm. Do you do you agree with that? It, well, in, in one me, way. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, please explain. I hear a lot of people, especially because I'm, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of comedians, mm-hmm. and their comedians rely heavily on the social media following. Because that's what sells tickets. That's what gets them booked. And if if somebody has five hundred thousand followers, they feel that they could fill a four hundred seat room in a in a popular city. So it's easier for them. A lot of comedians don't have the same type of followers yeah. that influencers have, and they hate on it. Mm-hmm. And they're not funny. Vine isn't funny. Instagram famous. Vine famous. Fuck them. They don't deserve to like really like hate on it not not any person in particular but just just in general the influencer thing. yes this, I get it. this new ecosystem that exists because like you said earlier people now have their own television networks and and uh if a television show gets three million views that's a successful enough especially on cable that's a successful show people that have three million followers get 10 million views on their things i mean they have they have power For now sure. yeah and there's no no one stopping them from it there's no notes they could do whatever they want yep so people don't like that. Yeah. People, are, people are jealous of it. Well, I, th- I think that comedians might be jealous about it because these people are taking their spot in, like, like you said, like they think they can tell, sell tickets. So they'll put this influencer in a room for stand-up before they put someone else. Is that kind of what you're referring but to? It, but I don't think that's sustainable. I don't think they're really, first of all, no one's taking anyone's spot. When anyone thinks that's mine, maybe if you're going for the same role and someone else gets it, yeah. I guess kind of, but- <laughs> There's there's a million stages out there. Yeah. And also, if somebody sells tickets and then they're not funny by minute five, they're not fu- they're, it's not going to continue. Yeah. So they're not really taking anybody's spot. I don't I don't quite understand. And also, I don't know if it's a jealousy thing. I'm I'm 
I'm filling in the blanks. Yeah. I don't quite understand where the hate comes from. I just do know, first of all, when anybody is successful, people shit on them. It's just the way it goes. It, Everybody it goes. hates people who are successful and it comes with the territory. Yep. So this isn't about this isn't about success. Let me let me rephrase that. This is about a particular kind of success, one that people feel is unearned. Yeah. If also it's very interesting to me, you you haven't experienced this. You don't realize this. No, I do. I, I know it exists. I do know it exists. But, well, here's the thing. I know it exists. I know it's out there. I'm friends with comedians that obviously are my friend, so mm -hmm. they don't necessarily, at least in front of me, hate on me. But what they kind of have to understand is, and some people can have that overnight blow up on, on Instagram or whatever, but that kind of comedy that's an overnight blow up is very like random, dumb, viral videos. Yeah, it's not, that's what I'm saying about stage show. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable, but there are there's a whole other side of, of social media influencers who have posted videos for the last seven years and they're just now getting big. So, for instance, on Vine, I started in 2013. It's now 2019, and over the last two years, I've been able to make a career out of it. Mm -hmm. So, like, it, it takes time. It's not an overnight thing. There might be some people who discover me tomorrow that think like, "Look at this douchebag. He, you know, he makes this money now and he just blew up." And it's like, well. There was no just blow up. It was literally shooting, a vid shooting videos every day, editing videos every day, writing scripts every day, casting friends, locations. That's, I made that my life for years. Years, hours on hours on hours, years on years, new, like new bits, new sketches. This doesn't work. I'll try this. Like, it's, it's a lot more complicated than people think. Uh, it takes so much time. A lot of time. To make, it takes so much time. The production side of it alone with with locations, with lights, with help, with setting it up, with writing it, with costumes, getting there, executing, then to have to edit it, which takes however long the video is, it's per, per, per like per 10 seconds, it's usually about you know 25 minutes of editing. Yeah, It takes so long. I don't think people realize it. I also think, I don't think people realize that Instagram isn't stand-up, isn't television. I mean, the skill sets tr could translate from one to another, People who do stand-up, there's, there's kind of a feud between stand-up comedians and uh, improvisation comedians. Not, not once you've been doing this for enough time where you have a living, but usually when people are first coming up, fuck, improv's whack, stand-up's stupid, and everyone makes fun of each other. So that's, those are two completely different sports. Mm. Instagram is its own, social media is its own genre. It is. First of all, they're minute videos max. Second, your audience is there to see you. A lot of times when you're doing a show, people are there for comedy, not you in particular. You're literally building a brand. Mm -hmm. I think when people get upset, it's because they're not good at or they don't work at this on this particular stage, and they think this is comedy, that's not comedy, and there's a bit of judgment to it. That makes sense. I think that's where it comes from. I think that Instagram... I say When I say Instagram, it's social media, because Instagram's all I really use. I use Twitter, kind of, but Instagram is king to me. Yeah is so new still that it's it's kind of the wild west that's why when you were saying when vine came out you're getting followers like crazy mm -hmm. because there's like when television first came out there's only eight channels there's only so many there's only so much content so when you get yeah. out on the ground floor they become fans of yours it's just a very interesting ecosystem and i don't quite one i don't understand how it works like you said facebook nothing all of a sudden this one goes viral i mean it's yeah. hard to it's hard to control that it, it's hard to control it's really hard to tell but also what you started on vine not that long ago vine doesn't even exist anymore yeah where does it go how do you like when you said to me i want to do this 
this uh, commercial while I'm still relevant. Yeah. That's so honest because if Instagram goes away, then what? Well, hopefully I would be prepared to jump on to the next trend. Um, so for instance... That's right. That's, that, it's so important to find you, the trend. You have to find the trend, jump on it, and move your audience. So when Vine started, when we started noticing the Vine numbers go down, I kind of panicked, and I started getting everyone over to Instagram. I would do a, I would do a Vine every, every week or two, and I'd say some creative way of saying follow me on Instagram. Yeah. And I would get people on Instagram, and every single time I would, I would do it, I'd get like 2,000 people here, 3,000 people here, 4,000 people there, and that's how I built my Instagram. It's like I the, moved my audience over. If the earth was dying, we're, we have to find a new planet, basically, you to have to continue go find a new what planet. you had. Instagram is still king. Yeah. I don't know how. I mean, I feel like it'll be around for a while. Uh, Do you, you know, see anything else coming? Or there because well, new stuff comes up all the time, but it's, it it's all seems it's, it's kind of unfortunate. But like TikTok is a really big platform that's blowing up. Yeah, I've been seeing. I those. don't want to get on there. Um, Do you think it's because you you're you'd be a you'd be a small fish in that pond? No, not at all. I don't want to get on there because it's associated to a bunch of cheesy people who mm-hmm. blow up. That's why. Instagram is a little bit different. It's a little bit more. It's a little bit more mature. It's a little bit more um, nicely curated. TikTok's very. It's a. I don't know. It's just. It's just a. It's just a, a different platform. I feel like Instagram is the new website now. Instead of having a mattkutchill.com, you just go to my Instagram. Go to my Instagram. Yes. Because you could have all yeah. your contact info. Yeah. They could message you. Exactly. And that you could control your content. Yeah. So yeah, it does feel more professional. Instagram's more professional, and you know, it's it's still growing for me. It's not like it's declining. It's, as long as I'm growing on Instagram and more people are go, are joining Instagram daily. I feel pretty safe. Uh, if something, if another platform pops up that I think is going to be big one day, I'll probably jump on it. So w- the reason I've come up to you a few times before we connected as friends on Instagram and then had our first hangout now was because I, I, I always thought you were super funny. And I knew of you through Ariel because I've been friends with her for a few years. Yeah. And I, I can't find the right word. I wasn't intimidated by you. But the I, reason I didn't want to linger was because it felt like it felt like you found your world and you were the guy in it yeah and w- <laughs> the only times i saw you was in situations where i think you were there i remember one of them was uh, at the baby driver premiere yeah and like the few places i found you i my, my read was you were there because of instagram like you were there to probably people ask you to come to promote their movie or whatever it yeah. may be so i i almost felt like you're at work and this guy's good at what he does. I don't want to just, hey, man, how you doing? I've seen good stuff. Yeah. I'm out. Got it. And Got it. it was like, you're, it was kind of like I'm coming up to you while you're at work. And I didn't knock on that guy's door because I don't want to knock on his door while he's working. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I'm a little tone deaf to stuff. So when, when am I coming in and doing bits? And you're like, you need to be doing stuff. So you kind of have, and I'm projecting this, but you, I feel you have this professional aura about yourself about instagram which in a very cool way is fucking weird you know yeah it's like but that's why you're that's well, why you're doing it, what you're doing it's so funny that you say that because i take it so professionally even more than like a lot of my peers and even more than Ariel. and she it bothers her a little bit not like not that she hates on it she's just kind of like in her mind she's like dude like it's just an instagram video like calm down it's your career but the thing is it is my career. Right. It's how I make money, and I feel too, as a 
I know girls can really thrive on Instagram, and I'm, I'm and by the yeah, way, I'm girls not, are hot, dude. I'm not taking this away from Ariel. She got to where she is because she's funny. She's also very beautiful, so people want to follow her. But my point is, is it is pretty difficult being a guy to find an audience on Instagram. You have to put out good mm-hmm. content, and you have to be funny. So for me, I'm like, fuck, this is paying me. I gotta, I gotta go for this. So I'm professional wherever I go. Dude, you even I'm said like, before you got here, hey, my assistant's dropping off some camera equipment uh, ten minutes before I get there. I don't know, what, I don't even know what that means, but I was thinking like, dude, this dude's pro. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely while it's here, I'm, gra- I'm like grabbing it by the horns and I'm going for it. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. So that's so yeah, I, I take it very seriously, and and uh, if a brand's paying me to be there and promote, I'm gonna be there very seriously. I'm gonna have a good time. I'm not like some. I'm not like some suit guy who's like can't can't let you know cut loose and have fun. Like I'm a fun dude, but I do take my work very you know very seriously because I love doing it too. Mm-hmm. I love it, and when I get to shoot these funny videos, that's when I get to have fun. So, like the other day we were shooting, I actually shot a thing with um, Ariel was in it, it was for um, Febreze. I did a Febreze ad, and so I had a whole crew come over, and I knew I was so busy that day. I knew I just had to get it done. So we had like a a, a, a 10 a.m. call time and had our crew come over. And Ariel's call time was ten thirty, and I'm I'm pretty strict on that kind of stuff. Like not like you need to get down here, but like I'll say, can you be ready by ten thirty? And she'll say, yeah, I'll be I'll be down there by ten thirty. And it's it's a perf- it's like a professional mini set. If I didn't run it like that, instead of being an hour shoot, it would be three hours because this person would come at ten, and this person would come at ten forty five, and then someone guy would come in with coffee and and some food, and they'd want to eat first, and they want to catch up, and then so and so wouldn't be ready. That's how I used to run it. And it just videos took forever, mm-hmm. and so I started getting more strategic with my with my time and just yeah. When I see you posting videos, multiple videos, and I don't know what it is because yeah. I don't know what, especially on your story, I don't know if it's an ad or not yet until I see it was an ad. And then it's Ariel who is might as well literally be a cartoon character in some of these things, you know? <laughs> yeah. And her nose and her lips and she's like, it's like, what the yeah. fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love her. I, but love- I don't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah, how does she do- <laughs> and then after I, wa- I get to the third story, because I always watch because I want to know, is this an ad or not? Yeah. And then it's an, it's an ad for, you guys have been setting up for 30 seconds that your stomach's hurt and now it's for Tums and I'm, <laughs> I'm watching this. I'm watching this. I'm watching this oh, laughing shit. at Ariel's choices me for being too invested yeah and then to find out these guys just made 20 g's selling tums yeah. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is this bro dude, it's weird it's, i mean it's amazing dude it's really weird i'm just so used to it now because i've been vine is what blew that up by the way i know vine is what blew up the whole social media influencer brand deal thing yeah, there, there was no vine famous was the first vine famous, famous was the first being social, social media, media yeah. famous and I caught that wave. I was lucky enough to be on Vine when it happened. I'm lucky that I stumbled across it when, like, when I did. I, I wanted to tell you yeah. a, a cool a Vine fame. When I first realized Vine famous is a thing, yeah, I was on a show uh, on NBC called Undateable. Yeah, and on that show there was me, Chris D'Elia, Ron Funches, and Brent Moore, and the, those the four of us were stand up comics. So we went on tour a couple of times for uh, uh, for two of the seasons. We did like eight, ten cities, whatever. Yeah, we were in Chicago, and Kevin Durant was in the lobby. And Brent and I are huge basketball fans. Chris, I don't know if you could name five players. And we went up and, you know, there's some people you got to ask for pictures with. Kevin yeah. Durant is yeah, one of them. Yeah, he's one of them for sure. And Chris was over there and uh, he, said, uh, he said to Chris, Chris didn't say anything to him. He said to Chris, hey, you're that Vine famous dude, right? And Chris is like, you just say famous. Or something like that, you know? Yeah. It's like, we're asking this dude for pictures and Durant knows fucking Chris. From Vine. Because of Vine. From Vine. 
fucking wow bro wow when i first started getting recognized on vine i was mind blown because i was working at a restaurant and i served a table and these two girls just freaked out and they like were staring at me and i'm like oh this you're famous while you're still a waiter i was famous on vine when i was still a waiter <laughs> and so i go to this table this is my this was my first like like moment uh -huh. and i walk up and they both like look at me like really weird and, and i'm like hey uh can i get you guys some water or like you know like i just didn't know what was gone and she's like oh my god and I'm like, what's up? She's like, why are you working here? And I still didn't get it then. Did that make you feel embarrassed at all? Or no. did it make you think it was cool? How does that feel? I thought it was cool. Yeah. And I, and I was like, and I didn't know what she meant. And I was like, I need a job. And she's like, you're like, literally, you're like our favorite Viner and blah, blah, blah. And like, don't you do? And then we started talking about, it. she's like, don't you do deals and this and that? I was like, well, I just started getting deals. But that was my first moment of that. And it's weird because I feel like there's a, it's like a snowball effect. The second I got recognized one time, every, other day it'd be at the grove and this person would come up and then it just and then when at its peak what's crazy is and vine famous is different than it is now i will still go out and get recognized now but not as often as vine because the vine videos would be so viral and end up on youtube and mm -hmm. here and there and in the peak of vine the top viners could go to a mall and get mobs of people that that, that would rush did them. you like that or did that bother you i liked it i liked it because i've always wanted to be in entertainment, and part of entertainment is the fame and the attention. So I liked it. What does that attention mean to you? It just... Is it validating it, that you're it, good at something? It, yes, it validated my work. It meant that people are fans of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm making people laugh. I'm creating videos. I now have fans because I'm clearly getting recognized for it. It feels good. It still feels good, good but it did start getting annoying when I was like, oh, shit. Like, Okay, for instance, I, you know, I'll have a whiskey and... I don't like I, I don't smoke cigarettes and I don't like smoking cigarettes. But if I have a whiskey, I like to smoke cigarettes. And I was I was out in public and I was like having a whiskey and like a cig. Just that was just my thing. And these two girls came up and like took a picture and I was like, oh shit! And so like mm -hmm. I, like I hid my cigarette. And then that kind of stuff started happening where I was like, oh man, I feel you, you need to sell something I'm, accurately. Yes, I'm like I'm a little bit under. I'm a little bit in the limelight now to where I kind of got to be a little bit more careful. I don't want to seem like. A reckless guy. I don't want to promote smoking to a younger audience, mm -hmm. so I started becoming really careful. Yeah. So I noticed that you you don't swear on your social. Yeah. Um. And then you invited me into your your Instagram that's just for friends, and you're yeah. like, "Here's where I'll say fuck." Yeah. And it's like, damn, <laughs> dude. So, so when I first post, I, I just discovered like the friends and family uh -huh. little button. When I first discovered that, I did it, and me and Ariel were just going crazy. And uh, people that don't, people that just watch my stories just aren't used to it. Like my, even my friends. And I had a couple of friends be like, dude, I was casually scrolling through, then suddenly like your ass is out and you're screaming at the camera and you're whatever. He goes, dude, it was crazy. I, I thought that you just didn't give a fuck anymore. When like, are you ever going to be that, sell that? Just what you want to do? Well, could you not because of advertising? I make a living by being a PG-13 right. personality. Right. Uh, if I decided to be rated R, there would be some brands that work with me, but my, I, dude, my, my money would probably increase by like two-thirds, maybe more. How much do you need to be funny when you're doing an ad? What are your, what are your, what's your priority? Uh, my priority is just to... I don't have a level of funny. I just have to make it funny. If they... If the brand doesn't allow me to be creative enough to make it as funny as I want to be, I'll actually just pass. I don't do everything. Um, in fact, I actually just got an offer from TikTok, and I don't want to do it. Do it. And give you the money? No. Any increments? Do, do it. Do it. What? Well, here's here's how you. Okay. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. 
And I'll tell you why I won't in a second. What do they want? What, what do they ask for you to do? They want me to sign up to have a TikTok account. They want me to create a funny video that lives on TikTok and then post it onto my Instagram story and then tell people to swipe up to follow me on TikTok. Great. Here's what you do. Go. You make a TikTok video with you standing outside of a guitar center looking at the, the, the guitar that will be yours. Oh, yes, it will be yours. But you can't afford it. Wait a minute. What if I make a TikTok video and they give me fucking cake, dude? Post it on Instagram and you say, yo, I'm, I'm not sure about TikTok. I'm not. I'm still not. Seems pretty popular. I don't know what's going on. Full disclosure, I need this fucking axe, dude. <laughs> so I'm posting it here to get my axe. You get, you buy your axe, you go and you, you fucking jam out on TikTok, and whatever, however that works. Boom, money in the, literally. Literally. Money, in the bank. Money in the bank. And that, then you, you get to make your video well, about how I'm only doing this. Be, you could still be the, authentic the, about they, it. That's a brand that would probably let me do that. But that's a rare example because they're, they're an app that's a little bit more edgy. If that was another brand, they would say no. You, you could write... Dude, you're saying write a bit around it. I'm saying write a bit that is honest to your intention. Yeah. Without stepping on their brand. Yeah. Just do any do any do anything. Well, I'll tell you what I did. So when I there was one week when I rolled out like I posted like four brand deals in a row, and that was like, oh God. Like, and I didn't have time to shoot content to post in between. I was pretty embarrassed. I got some DMs from people being like, dude, like, and and by the way, people please don't text us this because be happy for us. You follow us and we started making money from this and this is our this is our right. this is the way that we can make a living so we can keep posting for you. But anyway, got some DMs and people being like, "Dude, like I've followed you since Vine, man. I I love you. You're one of my favorites, but man, I had to unfollow, man. Too many ads, too many ads, too many ads." You got to make the ads content. Yeah. And well, you, you, I the, feel the like thing you, is, you usually do. I do. The thing is it doesn't matter if it says it could be a regular video where I'm doing my regular thing and there's a there's a right. Dyson vacuum in the background. If it says ad, people want to hate. So anyway, these people hated, and I posted a story, and I was real with my audience. And I said, hey, guys, um, just so you guys know, I'm aware that I'm posting all these brand deals, but I want you to think of it like this. No one gets mad when they see Kevin Hart's special on TV, and they, then they run an ad. No one gets mad when they watch their favorite stars on a television, and, and then an ad pops up. But it, it, it's, a, it's great logic. It's a completely different medium, because people are on that because it's quick. They're not watching television. And that's why you have so many opportunities because this isn't television. Yeah. Instagram isn't television. Instagram is, I could be on it for three hours. I could be on it for 25 seconds. Yeah. And when they, when their time, I, I caught myself scrolling and I saw a cat that, that on its paw, it was not Photoshopped. It was a, I mean, if it was, it was brilliant, but yeah. it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a video. There was a cat and they, somebody basketballs and they set it up on the paws and then they went away. Cats spinning two basketballs. Yeah, I didn't even finish it. And then I just went. I just no, no, oh. no. I'm just saying. Oh, because you want because you wanted the next. It thing. was the most incredible. It was yeah. six years ago. That's the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, I'm seeing a cat spinning two things that I love so much in one video. Yeah. with an unbelievable rare, rare talent. Cats are is a globe trotter. Yeah, and I'm like, I looked at it for three seconds. I'm like, ah, cool. Yeah, Let me look you, at the you next. You got it. You, next yeah, thing. you're like done. I, I get it. How am I not watching? So people don't want to. So I, I just think that ads are different, and I think that I do, you know better than me, yeah. but I don't believe that if it says hashtag ad, that people are going to be upset. If you, if well, you, keep this in mind. So I have seven hundred and something thousand followers. Eight hundred some thousand. How do you not know that? I don't have eight hundred something. Oh no, I thought no. I saw. I think it's I think it's like a little over seven hundred thousand. Okay. So anyway, it is seven fifteen, seven hundred fifteen thousand people. Yes, that's a lot of people. 
of those people, I don't get that much hate. People, my audience has kind of like learned to wow. appreciate and love me. So like if I get two comments of this many people, that's not a big deal. So right. I did, but the thing is, because I started getting those comments that one week is when I, I was like, you know what? I, I want to be real open with my audience. And I got a lot of DMs from people like, dude, that's so cool that you were like that you were vulnerable with us and just kind of broke it down and 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 shared that with us because we love and respect you and we've never thought about it like that. You are an entertainer and you need to get paid and all we think is Oh, that's great. Yeah, so so they actually related to me, which was really cool. Is there something where you could have like the fit like the the fifth of every month is fucking ad day? <laughs> And you just post like five, ten ads oh, that day, and everyone knows what to expect. Yeah. They're like, "Dude, the ads are coming out." Yeah. Um. No, it's all random. Like, I'll get an email tomorrow. I'll get an email. Let's just say today, and they'll say, "Hey, this is last minute, but can Matt come to this, um, to the premiere of this movie, and then come do an Instagram story and a photo, and then post tomorrow?" It'll it'll just be like that. And then they they, they, they dictate for the most part. They dictate. And then they send your manager a check. And then they send your manager a check. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I know it's pretty wild. That's incredible. It, it is. It's pretty crazy. It's it's honestly my, when I first started on Vine. So so I have a I have a business management now. I don't see them. I don't see the money that comes in. When I first before when I didn't have a manager and didn't have a business manager, I would just go and do this thing, and then a check would come, and it would just be a, a twenty five hundred dollar check. It would just show up, and I'm like, oh my god. And then I would do like, then I started doing so many videos and just shooting personal content, then branded content, and then personal. And then suddenly, like, there'd be like a $5,000 check here, $2,500 here. And it was the coolest thing ever to be like, holy shit, I am, I'm an entertainer for a living. It's what I always wanted to do was I just wanted to entertain for a living. And I was doing that. I built my own audience and I was entertaining for a living. It was pretty surreal when I first got my, my first entertainment checks. Yeah, I, I have imagined because it's still surreal to me. It's I I spend so much time making like I want I'm 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 out and I love making Instagram videos and people like and I'm like asking people to do this and go over there and nobody wants to do it and I get it I know I'm being annoying but like let's fucking make funny stuff yeah it's so and Matt I I I love doing it yeah to get paid to make those things yeah. is like an odd new like oh my god I would that would be amazing shit so you would do brand deals right I I would I would not do anything but brand deals. <laughs> I would make I would change my name to Rick Glassman brand deals. I would love to see if my manager can get you a brand deal just for the fun of it and then we'll have to show it on here. Please. Should we try? Yeah, do you do you have do you have any idea of what type of thing it would be? It would be something you're already connected with? No, well, get me a brand deal, dude. Uh, that <laughs> Um give me a rated R brand deal and it's going to be all clean but at the end I'm just going to show it. my day. Here's a great example. Pop Chips is coming out with a new packaging that look like they're they're selling single chips for it's like more of like a like a gag gift they're selling single chips in a condom like wrapper and it's called ridge it's called ridge, ridge for, for your pleasure. for your pleasure okay and it says they're called actually i gotta show you this i i, I sent this to ariel so to be completely transparent for my brand you can't i can't do that fucking. I can't post about that. I can't post about a chip that's in a condom package because I work with McDonald's and Coca-Cola and these brands that would see that and be like, oh, that's cheap. We don't want to work with them anymore. Like there's like definitely a, there's a, okay, here, there. It's called Just the Chip. <laughs> and it's these box ribbed for pleasure, right? And no joke. So they reached out because they want me to do one. It's just not for me. It's not for my brand. I think it's fun. I think it's hilarious. I think it's funny. 
I just can't risk it and post that on my page, but you can. All right. So I, we'll see. <laughs> I, I already know. I already know the commercial I'm doing. Okay. The commercial is beautiful girl comes over. Okay. Uh, I'm a little nervous. She's hitting on me, and I recognize that she's interested. But I, I'm. I have a little bit of performance anxiety. Okay. And we end up fooling around, and I go soft inside of her, and she said, "Is there something wrong?" And I, 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 uh, I look into the camera, and I say, "I have a." Uh, performance anxiety and I'm I'm just a little nervous and then I start to sweat and she gets a little weirded out and then she gets up and she gets dressed and you could see some side boob this girl's a fucking nine you okay. know what I mean yeah and then she leaves and then I'm laying in bed and I'm just oh, fucking I can't and I have a realization and I take out the the chip and I eat it, mm -hmm. and I look into the camera, and I say, penis, chips. I don't know. I got a thing on it. I thought I'd find something, and I didn't. <laughs> didn't, quite, didn't quite get there. Penis, chips. I love starting um, sentences. And dude, I'm- I get I'm, so mad when I don't find I'm it, legit, though. I'm legit going to reach out to this girl and send her your link and say, this guy will do it fairly cheap. <laughs> no, I'm not, doing it for less than, I'm not doing it for less than two Gs. Okay, so you need, you need two grand to do it. Minimum, but I, I don't know I, if I want to start at that. If if the I mean they could send me an offer. So you have let's see, you got twenty eight thousand followers, um five thousand. So there's five thousand views there, twelve hundred views there. Um, I'll give you twenty percent of it if you if you then tell them you can't post it on your thing, but you'll like send a link to it or something. Could you do that, or does that mess up your McDonald's I, 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 money? Yeah, I couldn't do that. You bitch! Cause, cause, <laughs> I can't you do fucking it. bitch! It's a chip. Um, dude, I have we have to get you this brand deal. I, right, I, I don't get out of bed for less than two G's. That's okay. just the way daddy works. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I appreciate the opportunity. It would be fun, but yeah. there's no way. Okay. You want two G's for this. I think, I don't think they, I don't, I don't think they would pay that, but I can try. Okay. We have to try. Okay. That's hilarious. Great. Okay. Well, I think we got to wrap it up. Let's wrap um, it up. Uh, and that's a pop chip called back. Blabbity blue. Scoop.